Welcome back to the Alts Podcast. I'm your host, Horatio Ruiz. We bring you industry leaders and creators to give their insights on the rapidly changing and exciting world of alternative assets. Opinions expressed on this podcast by the host and podcast guests are for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Podcast hosts and guests may maintain positions in the offerings discussed in this podcast. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. In this episode, we talked to Trung Pham, the CEO and founder of Rise. Trung is looking to reach an untapped market by retrofitting window shades with a simple motor to convert them into automated shades. In this episode, Trung talks about how he came up with the idea to develop the motor that can be attached to a window frame and automatically rotate shades. He also talks about the market potential, working with commercial buildings, and how Rise is raising money from accredited and retail investors worldwide. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Trung. All right, guys, it's great to be back on the podcast. We have a really cool company today, uh, Rise. We're with the CEO, uh, Trung Fam. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we, we saw Rise and the products that you guys have, and it's really cool. It kind of fits into that whole smart home uh, ecosystem. But Trung, what I, I don't like to you know speak so much for the guests. I kind of want you to introduce yourself. Uh, talk about Rise and kind of how you kind of came up on this idea. Yeah, for sure. So the uh, the company was started back in 2015 with the idea itself. And it was really much a personal problem that I faced where I uh, moved into a condo apartment and was spending a lot of money on new furniture, new TV, new bed, things like that. I didn't have the budget for automated shades, even though I wanted it. It's one of those you know luxury goods that I thought was really cool. So I went to Home Depot, got a quote. And found out that it was extremely expensive, over $1,000 per window. I think it was closer to $1,500 per window. And I had these giant floor-to-ceiling windows, about four of them. So it would have cost me well over you know, 6000 bucks. Didn't have the budget for that. So I opted in for uh, regular manual shades, the one with the beaded chains. Um, had those installed for about 300 bucks a pop. And then when the summer came around, six months later, I went back to the same uh, Home Depot and I talked to the same designer. I'm like, hey, listen, I bought these shades from you a couple months ago. It's getting super hot. I want to I want to motorize them and automate them. So... I could control the uh, temperature. And that's when I learned that once you have manual shades installed, you can never motorize them. So they, they, they actually told me I had to replace them with brand new motorized shades. I told them that's silly. Like, just give me a motor. I could DIY it myself and just, you know, it would act like a pulley system to automate it. Turns out that product doesn't exist. They told me it didn't exist. I went home, Googled it. Sure enough, it didn't exist. Uh, and that was kind of like the eureka moment. And uh, myself, I have a finance background. So I really took this approach as a, uh, as a business. Is there, is there enough demand? Who are the competitors in the space? How much money are they making? Can we target this really um, niche group of uh, existing window shades? And how big is because the opportunity? And what I learned was that only 5% of window shades, about 5%, are ever motorized and automated. And the main reasons are the same factors I mentioned. One is too expensive. And two, there's no retrofits. So if we were able to create a very cost-conscious product that targeted the other 95% of window coverings, that would be a massive market for us. So that's kind of the eureka moment. That's how I came up with the idea. So you say that there already is a market for automated shades, but you mentioned the cost was prohibited, right? So then your idea was, well, just give me a motor. You, it seems like you already had the product in mind for what you wanted. And you kind of thought, hey, it's already, it should already be out there. It must already be out there, but there's nothing there to retrofit you know, uh, regular shades. So can you talk specifically about what it is that you kind of, uh, that you have? What do you mean by the motor? How does this motor work? And, and how do you retrofit it to existing shades? Yeah, for sure. So it's really um, pretty much a, a motor uh, encased in its own housing. You mount it on the window frame and you loop the chain or cord through the sprocket. 
uh, mounted on the window frame and that's it. You have automated shades that way. So it's mounted on the window frame, very small device. It's white. It blends in with 99% of the window frames that are white as well. So hardly notice it. Beautiful device. And um, that's all you do. It really takes you know a couple of minutes to install um, on, on our bracket on the window frame. And you use our mobile app to set it up. So with the mobile app, you control it. You could set routines and schedules. So things like 7 a.m. open, 8 p.m. close. And then if you buy our bridge, you could connect it to Google Home, Amazon Alexa, or Apple Home Kits for voice control. So when you did the research, right? Because this is kind of what I'm curious. So what it works is with, with window shades with beaded chains, right? Yes. And uh, you said you mentioned you had a finance background. But I, but even still, like I'm, I'm wondering, like, what inspired you to be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work on this now. And, you know, whatever you were doing before that, like, you know, had you started other products before? Had you always kind of been interested in kind of messing with things? Like, how did you then say, I have a need and you know what, I'm going to not just kind of like search for it, but I'm going to create this on my own. I focused on building the company and building the team rather than building the product. Even though I had um, outlined specific product requirements of what the product should do and whatnot, like uh, things like things like a product manager would do. And I think every early CEO is like a product manager. But at the end of the day, it was one of those opportunities I saw where there's a big, big market and unfulfilled need. And at this time, the smart home space was taking off, you know, Nest, Alexa, all those, all those platforms were being launched and whatnot. So it was a hot market at the time. And I just thought, you know what, this is too big of an opportunity to um, ignore. And I just really wanted it for myself first and foremost, right? So when I saw the opportunity, I'm like, like you know what, I think we could build a company out of this. And if you look at the competitors and the comps in this space, Man, some of these companies are, are generating billions of dollars in revenue, and they only sell to that five percent of the market. Amazing. Moving on with the product, right? Like you mentioned that you can program uh, the motor. There's an app that you download uh, for the Smart Shades. What does that app do? Like, what can you do exactly? Take me through the different rooms that you can control. You know, can you control how far down they go, at what time they go, and how many different ways can you use the mounted motor? So yes. The motor itself is you know, super simple to install. It works with any, anything with a beaded chain. So the window shades or roller shades, silhouettes, a lot of Roman shades that have beaded chains, even vertical blinds that go side to side. Uh, many of those have beaded chains as well. But as you inquired, the most common feature is just scheduling. So a lot of users just want to be able to use our app to, to set routines where they say, hey, 7 a.m. open, 8 p.m. close, wake up to natural sunlight, and uh, night give me extra privacy. So uh, those are the main features we use. Voice control is obviously another great feature where you could just you know, come home and say, hey, Alexa, open my shades and your shades just magically open. So those are the primary use cases we see for our technology. Now, obviously, you can do cool things like automate it based on weather conditions. So if you integrate with sensors, then if it gets too hot, shades automatically lower, reduces your intercooling loads, and it reduces uh, energy consumption. That's something interesting enough we're doing in the commercial space where if we have large building deployments, thousands of windows, we're able to determine the, the amount of solar heat gain and uh, basically automate the shades to reduce that heat gain and thereby reduce indoor cooling. It's pretty much a, a big issue in, in the all glass commercial buildings where all that sunlight is just blistering in and it's really causing the HVAC to overcool the space, particularly during evenings or weekends when no one's in the office. So if you have all your shades open in an all glass building and no one's in the office on the weekends, it's just cooling an empty space and that's wasted energy. So one of the simple things you do is just lower the shades. Very simple and it saves significant amount of energy. What does it take to program a commercial building like that? Say it's say a skyscraper with you know thousands of windows. Is that something that you kind of targeting as well? Because what I was thinking was I was thinking about you targeting like homes, you know, households, but then you open up the commercial space and you're you're opening up a whole other market there. Yeah. So historically, we've been targeting the residential space, but when we launched, we got a lot of interest from commercial buildings. 
And um, there's a lot of unique things you can do, but most buildings have like a building automation system, like a central brain. And we would just respond to their commands. So if they say, just like scheduling, they could schedule evenings with and closing it, or they could, be, uh, they could tie it into their sensors. Sensors detect a certain amount of light or heat gain or temperature, they could lower the shades. So it's really up to the building and the building automation system on, on how they want to control their shades. That's awesome. I think there's three aspects to the product. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. You got the motor, you got the app, and then you mentioned this before, the smart bridge. Yeah. And the smart bridge you described as like the brains behind the shade system, right? Yeah. Two things here. You can have the motor without the smart bridge, right? But the smart bridge is really what kind of allows you to do a lot more of the automation where you can talk to Alexa or, you know, uh, Google Home and really integrate it into a smart home ecosystem. Is that correct? Like how, how is a smart bridge add on to the motor? Yeah, so the smart bridge um, connects to your router via Ethernet, and that gives you Wi-Fi access, right? That gives you cloud control. So you'll be able to control your shades if you're not at home as well, uh, things like that. But once you get cloud control, then we do an API integration with Google Home, Amazon Alexa, and Apple HomeKit. So very simple integration is very simple product in that case. But yeah, that's generally what we do in order to, uh, to create these automations. The bridge also allows you to connect up to 10 devices to one bridge and allow you to control all the shades at once. So you could basically create groups you can do like a kitchen, a living room, a bedroom, and control different groups within the home or control all the shades at once. Wow. And and can you even customize each room? So say like uh, during one part of the day, the living room, right, gets the most sun. And then that's, so that's what you're going to have coming down. And then later on, you know, you know, you could do the opposite, I guess, on the other end of the house, maybe. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I guess, I guess what I'm thinking about is in, in that sense, right? This whole smart system, right? So the the product seems so simple, right? Kind of, hey, we're, we're working on a, a shading system. There's obviously a lot more. Uh, behind that, how do you integrate that into like an entire home ecosystem, right? When you're talking about applying that to like locking your doors, uh, when to turn down the lights or turn on the lights, you know, is it kind of like a separate app or can you kind of seamlessly integrate that? Is that something maybe you're working on to improve? Interestingly enough, yes. Um, we are developing a, a Z-Wave based uh, model and that will allow us to integrate with other third-party hubs and platforms in the marketplace that have their own app. But today, you could just use your Google Home, Amazon Alexa, or Apple HomeKit. Apple HomeKit is probably the, one of the most high-demand centralized app. So you don't have to use our app. You could just connect it to the HomeKit app and then control other aspects of your home. So you could create a cool scene that controls the lighting, the heating, the cooling, as well as the shades. You could create a scene like movie night and the shades go down, the lights dim, TV turns on, things like that, all done through the HomeKit app. So yes, there are um, third-party integrations that we're working on and we already have that will allow for that. And then I guess the other thing would be, say right now you're kind of uh, involved with retrofitting, right? Yes. And you looked at the market with current automated shades and you found that they're, they were really expensive. Are, are there alternatives to where like one, you know, maybe you're creating a product are there, or are there other options to where you don't need to retrofit it, but where you can buy these automated shades, but at, like, at a much lower cost? Is that something also that's kind of out there? Yes and no. So um, if you buy a brand new window shade and you wanted to get them automated, that's going to be more expensive. By far. So we don't target new construction. We don't target new builds. We really just target uh, the homeowners that already have beautiful window shades installed, customized, and they don't want to go through the hassle of replacing their shades, uninstalling them, and then reinstalling new ones. Because if they do hire someone for that, it's going to cost another arm and a leg. And they don't want to do it themselves, it might be a hassle. So we, we try to be that path of least resistance where they could just retrofit on the existing shades. But yes, if you look in the marketplace and you, try to, you want to look for new shades, there are other motorized shade solutions out there. The smaller sizes would be about the same price as ours, maybe two three $300. Uh, but once you get larger in size, it's going to be very expensive. You know, you're talking about a thousand bucks a window. So the biggest driver for any motorized shade is the actual fabric. What do you mean by the actual fabric? So the cost drivers for a window shade is obviously the size. 
And the larger the window shade, the more fabric you need. So that's what I mean by the fabric, right? So more fabric means more cost. Um, and there's different type of fabrics out there. There's obviously high-end fabrics cost more and the low-end fabrics that cost less. So the fabric is actually one of the, the largest drivers for the cost of the actual shade. And then you have the, the aspect of motorization as another arm and a leg. Yeah. The motorization. So like the, the motorization, obviously the motor is built in. And I guess that then that, that would have some sort of uh, chip that it would connect to, you know, like you said, uh, maybe Ethernet or something like that to where you can control it. So all that's already kind of built in to the shade, right? Traditionally, no, actually. Um, the motor uh, only will respond to remote control. And then if you want to connect it to an app and you have to buy another bridge or whatnot. But typically when you buy motorized shades, it's motorized. And if you want it automated, you have to buy an additional component or additional accessory, which is like another bridge. But you know, even when you buy those type of uh, bridges and hubs, they're extremely expensive. Another two, three hundred dollars on top, where our, our our bridge is only sixty nine dollars. Wow. Okay. Uh, good stuff. One one thing that I think about when I think about like this home ecosystem, and maybe you could talk a little bit about it, is you know the the risks involved. And uh, I remember uh, maybe about a year or two ago, it was, it was out there in the news, like people were like hijacking people's like indoor like like cameras inside their homes and, and being able to, to to speak to them through there. And uh, I'm wondering even, you know, obviously you're not dealing with that, right? You're not dealing with cameras. You're not dealing, you're dealing with shades. So you can't, I mean, silly, right? But you, you can't talk through them. You can't really do a bunch of, but, but what are the risks? Like, can somebody like hack into a system and then mess with people's blinds? I mean, is that, or, or like maybe like a commercial building and, and do the same thing, you know? We are an EndNote product. So at the end of the day, we're not like the central uh, brains of the system. Like the, the security camera systems are usually the central controller. And they pose the largest risks, um, security cameras and door locks, because you don't want anybody to have access to your to your door locks and access to your home. Uh, as you mentioned, window shades are so low risk. There's no benefit in hacking into and then hacking into window shades. And I think they um, they're not they wouldn't be hacking into the window shades. They'll be hacking into your uh, internet provider. They'll be hacking into your your cameras. They'll be hacking to your door locks. They wouldn't be hacking into the shades themselves, but it'd be through your internet provider. So that that is the risk itself. But that's a risk that you handle on your IP side. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. In, in that situation, it's like. They break into your internet and then messing with your blinds would probably be kind of low down there on their priorities of messing with you. Yeah, I, I don't think um, – I think there's more important things to do than hijack someone's uh, window shades. <laughs> but, you know, we use AWS, so it's, a high, it's a highly secured as it is. And if, uh, if someone's able to hack that, then, um, you know, I think uh, uh, Amazon will have more and more things to worry about. <laughs> so – you're growing the product. I don't know if you could talk to that a little bit, like kind of like where you are right now, how you are in terms of distribution, where people can find your product. Yeah, so they could go to hellorise.com, our e-commerce store, and just buy directly there. They'll go to amazon.com, uh, bedbathandbeyond.com. Uh, we're onboarding with a bunch of other retailers as well, both physical and online. And when we do launch, we'll make that announcement. But those are the uh, e-commerce portals right now. And we're also like um, hammering out like B2B partnerships with large real estate developers and landlords as well for large scale distribution scale. But anybody online that's just watching this, definitely hit up uh, hellorise.com. You'll learn a lot more about the product. Now, in terms of like building the product, right? What's been the biggest kind of uh, misconception about your product? What's something that maybe has been a, a barrier? Or is it just a matter of getting more people to, to learn about it? So right now, it is more about awareness. So we're developing that awareness. We're building the, the marketing campaigns and the advertising campaigns just to build that awareness so people understand this product exists. A lot of people don't know this product exists. So similar to the Ring Doorbell or the Nest Thermostat when they first launched, a lot of people didn't know they existed. So for us right now, it's really just building that awareness so we could scale sales. One thing that's unique about our product is that it will only work with anything with a beaded chain or cord loop. So anything with a loop, that's about one third of the window types in the residential market. It's over 90% of the commercial market. But our vision as a company is to create a lot of different products in the window covering space. 
So our vision is to really focus on this one category of smart window coverings. And that encompasses everything from blinds to shutters to cordless blinds and shutters, things that tilt, uh, even curtains and drapes. So um, we will be launching additional products in this space, targeting those type of window coverings. Uh, in fact, by the end of the year, we'll have a smart curtain product. Anything that runs on a rod or a rail, side to side, we'll be able to automate that as well. So there's so many different ones that run side to side. Can you give me an idea of like how you could retrofit something like that? Yeah. So if you have a curtain, um, they typically run on a rod. You know, you put the curtain and then you, you have the, the fabric that runs on the rod with the rings. Uh, we, our device would actually just sit on that rod and actually control and slide back to forth. Right? Wow. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah, it is. All right. So, so that's one aspect of the company where you're trying to distribute the product, get more awareness out there. The second thing I you know, I'm, I'm caught my attention quite a bit was, you know, you're looking for investors. And then you're kind of like wondering, hey, give us a call so you can find out more about how to, how to invest. And I'm wondering like at what stage you're in um, in terms of like doing that. Um, is it sort of like your seed round, you know, your pre-seed round? There's so many different names for these things. And, and kind of what you're, what you're looking uh, to do, you know, with, with that. Yep. So uh, we're doing our Series A and we're raising via uh, Regulation A+, which allows us to raise from any investors around the world, both A credit and retail. So this gives retail investors the power to invest in a lot of these private placement deals, deals that they wouldn't be able to invest in, you know, 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, imagine you're able to invest in the Ubers, the Airbnbs, the Nest that brings way back when um, as a retail investors that wasn't available. But now with Regulation A+, um, you are able to invest in these um, early stage startups. So it is our Series A round. We're um, trying to raise 25 million. It's priced at a dollar a share and the minimum investment is a thousand dollars US. So very affordable. Definitely something that a lot of our retail investors are interested in, and they can invest directly online through our website, invest.hellorise.com. Um, they'll be able to review our business plan there, reach out for any questions. We have a direct phone number they could call in to talk to our team, uh, learn about the business, and um, invest directly online through the online portal. Do you mind talking about that a little bit? Like, what is it like to to raise uh, funds? You know, what is it like to to go through that whole process? You know, in terms of like the challenges, the the excitement that happens when you get a big deal come through, even. Um, uh, pitching your product, you know, what is that whole uh, kind of process like, especially with you being the CEO, you know, being the face of the, the company? Yeah, so it's very interesting. Traditionally, when you're um, raising through Reg D or a private placement, you're doing a lot of angel pitches at events. You're doing a lot of meetings with VCs, uh, institutional investors and whatnot. This is very interesting. It's kind of like the birth of e-commerce when e-commerce allows you to market online and sell 24-7 online. This is the very same where you can market online, sell, sell your shares directly online 24-7. So we basically have a website dedicated to uh, educating investors on our company and the offering, and they can do everything online. Uh, we use a platform called DealMaker, which allows you to transact and buy the shares directly online. Uh, it's an SEC qualified rate, so everything is very highly regulated. Investor will go online, they, they fill in their personal information. Our broker deal will, will do the KYC AML checks, and then uh, the investor will fund either with credit card, Y, or ACH. So that's also a very unique thing. You just buy shares with your credit card. But Again, everything's done online. It's, it's a very interesting uh, process. And I think the, the best thing is that it's, it's 24-7, just like e-commerce. And I'm, I'm kind of curious about like the venture, the VCs, right? The angel investors as well. I see you got a bunch of numbers in the back and that board back there. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, how, how rigorous it is for you to kind of be on top of like your numbers, your, your information that you give out to your investors. You know, we have a couple of podcasts where you talk about due diligence, right? And I'm kind of wondering, you know, how, how that process is when someone's like really asking a bunch of questions and how much on top of your game you got to be. Yeah, so everything is public information. They go on our website, they can see our reports, um, learn about the business that way. They could call us and talk to our IR team and they'll be able to answer any questions they want about the business, the revenues. All of that is actually public information. So they could definitely learn more about it. Any questions they have, they could, again, email in or just call us and we'll be able to answer it. 
And we do like an investor that invests, we do provide quarterly reports every uh, quarter, provide them with a report of uh, how we're progressing, new products, new partnerships, all of that. So uh, we are, um, it's not one of those things where you just invest and forget about us. It is, you know, you're, you're at the early stage, you're supporting a startup, you know, with a, a lot of uh, big potential and you're, you're constantly updated on what we're doing. Yeah. And, and I kind of like last thing you said, a lot of potential, but you basically said that right now, 5% of the market is being touched by, you know, automated shades, right? And I'm wondering how big of a market you see this potentially being. Oh, I, I think it's going to be billions, billions. The largest player in our space or the uh, the father of motorized shades, the company that invented motorized shades, the, the type of motors, it's called a tubular motor. It's shaped like a cylinder tube. It fits inside the actual tubes of a, of a roller shade and it rotates to lift and lower. The inventor, Sanfi, publicly traded on the French exchange at one point earlier this year, a $6 billion market cap. They generate $1.5 in annual revenue, servicing that 5% of the market. You know, if, if you're doing the math, we're talking the other 95% with a much more affordable market. So I, I do think this is a billion-dollar opportunity. But again, this is my thoughts. This is, this is why I started the company. I think it's, uh, it just makes sense. Yeah. There, there's no other retrofit products out there. And uh, the traditional solutions are just too expensive. Yeah. I guess when you speak about that, like in my mind, like the residential market's huge. But then when you're talking about retrofitting thousands of you know, commercial spaces, then, then that's, like I said, like that's, that's, that's huge. Like you're not just dealing with you know, a handful of, of windows in a home. You're dealing with thousands of windows in one building. Um, and you could and multiply that by however many times, you know, you kind of see the potential there. Exactly. So um, I think uh, with us, um, the residential market is hot, multifamily is big, hotels, commercial office. Another big market is actually um, the aging population. So senior housing, retirement homes, you know, the population is aging. And I, I think we, we provide a direct value to uh, this audience, mainly because, you know, a lot of these, um, you know, our grandparents and whatnot, they have trouble lifting up the shades or um, they may not, might not be able to reach it. So um, we do provide that benefit where they can just automate it with a press of a button with their voice and just control the shades that way. Well, uh, Chong, thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, last thing, kind of like where should people follow you? You know, if they want to interact with you on social media or on the website, you know, what else can they do? Yeah. So they can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Just search up Hello Rise and they'll be able to find us. No problem. And again, if they're interested in the, um, the private placement regulation A plus offering, check out invest.hellorise.com. Awesome. And quick thing, you have videos too, right? To demonstrate how it works and stuff? Yeah, yeah. When they go to our website, for sure, they'll see how it works. Um, we have videos of both the existing product as well as some of the new products we're developing. Tron, thank you so much. Uh, Tron, uh, CEO of Rise. Best of luck. Awesome product. Great speaking to you. Thanks, man. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I have to admit that window shades aren't the first things that come to mind when discussing investments but Trunk seems to have a great grasp on the industry and an understanding of what it can become. We'll post some links on the podcast if you're interested in learning more or investing in Rise. A big thanks to Trunk for joining the podcast and a big thanks to you for joining me today. Until the next time, take care.